What's up, everybody? Welcome to So Many Shows podcast for The Blacklist. I am Jay with my amazing co-host, Pete. What's up, buddy? What's going on? It's Pete from So Many Shows, somanyshows.com. What's going on, Jay? Another Blacklist down. What's going on? You tell me. All right, so I just want to say, Jay, I think you are a very fascinating human being. Um, Thanks (laughs) I think For for those of you who listen to this podcast Don't know why Jay was on TV yesterday (laughs) Yes I was Now He's fascinating because you know Somebody gets on TV once you're like alright They got got a good spot But it appears Jay has been on TV before Is this true? Yes I've I've done a number of things on TV Some, uh, Some better than others But yes And um, me and Jay had spoke about some of the things he did, and one of the things you did was um, a ghost thing. You said, um, "Yes, um, a long time ago, long before starting so many shows, I started an organization called the Ghost Hunters of Baltimore International, and it was kind of a spur of the moment, silly thing in like 1995-ish, back in the day when there barely was no internet, and put up a website about it." Within weeks, we had hundreds of people emailing, uh, expressing interests and wanting to do it and people needing help and it blew up into a crazy thing. And long story short, um, we got to do a couple different um, uh, TV shows on ghost hunting and and that kind of cool stuff. So, yes, my secret is out. Okay, so now I was trying to be cool and was like, yeah, you know, I want to do something like that, blah, blah, blah now. Here's the truth. My theory has always been any paranormal, you let it come to you. You don't go looking for it because that's just poking the beast. However, (laughs) however, however, okay, for our fans, if they demand that you take me ghost hunting for a trip and we videotape it, I will will do it. Only if our fans demand it because to be honest with you, I'm scared to do something like that because I've been to haunted houses. I've been to Sleepy Hollow. I've been to all these things you can think of. And nothing ever happened. So I'm sitting there like, you know, oh, I'm cool. Nothing ever happens. However, I don't know how I would react if something ever did happen because nothing's ever happened. Sorry. Since we're talking about this. Um, probably uh, late 90s, early 2000. Um, a local radio station here in Baltimore. It's no longer here anymore. It used to be WQSR. Their morning show reached out to my group said hey we want to go to Gettysburg maybe for around Halloween and do a big show up there would you do it with us and take us around and I'm like okay cool whatever um, so we take um, they book themselves into uh, what's called the Farnsworth house there it's a, a bed and breakfast it is haunted um, and they did the show ultimately from the basement of the house which was a uh, ridiculously crazy idea, but of course I loved it at the time. Um, long story short, um, we had a number of different things happen during the broadcast, but perhaps one of the most fun uh, and funny and probably exhilarating things. Um, we were underneath the house were catacombs where you could kind of not really walk or crawl, but like an in-between um, move around. And uh, we'd use different... Um, 
electrical equipment to detect temperature changes and electromagnetic field changes and this and another thing. Anyway, so um, I had one of my investigators in front of me. Um, I was kind of the guy um, sort of in the middle. Behind me was one of the morning show hosts, and I think I had another investigator behind him. And we're kind of crawl walking, whatever you want to call it. And um, uh, I don't, I don't even remember now if something was going on with the equipment at the time, or but we, we, we definitely were paying attention to something. And the guy behind me, uh, his name was Maynard, uh, screams bloody murder. He's screaming, Chase, copy, and he grabs me, and I'm like, what has you? What has you? And of course, you're kind of underground, sort of. And you're shining flashlights, see anything, you don't see anything, don't see anything, whatever. He's screaming bloody murder. Uh, the guy that was behind him and him take off the other way to go back um, to like where the basement was to get back to safety. And of course, we're chasing them back because you're not supposed to be running around um, in a situation like that. It's dangerous, whatever. Anyway, we get back and I'm like, dude, what's going on? What happened? Da, 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 da. He's like, I don't know. Something grabbed me by the leg. It was terrible. Da, 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 da. Um, lo and behold, um, you look down at his leg, and there is a muddy handprint there on his jeans. Um, so it was um, it made for awesome radio. Um, a heck of a story for that poor guy, um, and just uh, one of the many things that we've we've done. So yeah, if you want to go, brother, I know lots of cool places. Some a little bit nicer than others. Um, so it's up to you. It's up to our fans. They need to demand it on some of one of our social media outlets. Which ones are they again? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook yep. yeah, yeah. Say the so, word and I will take the boy out. And I will probably poop my pants live on camera. <laughs> um, um, you would not be the first. But this is a blacklist podcast. So now from unrealistic things that don't exist, the things that are realistic, totally 100% and do exist. Let's talk blacklist, friend. Yes, let us talk about the blacklist and the cook today. Um, Man, we had to wait two weeks for another episode, too. What the heck is that about? That is no good. But, hey, we got our episode tonight. Um, and I, um, if you haven't listened to us before, you haven't listened to the podcast, we don't really do like a total recap of the show because we talk about different things that happened in it. And it covers enough of the show that since you already watched it, you should know what we're talking about. And, uh, the flip side of that too, is if you haven't watched it yet, do not listen to this because there will be spoilers. So you've been warned. Um, Pete, I thought we would do this a little bit differently this week just to see how it went. Um, normally we will chat about some things. I'll ask a couple questions. Maybe Pete asks a couple questions and it'll get some conversation going. And then we kind of end the podcast with three, um, three of the same segments every week. Um, and I thought maybe this week, let's do those three first and see what kind of discussion it leads into. You want to give that a shot? Yeah, nothing like changing up the podcast on the day that you have no prep whatsoever. Let's go for it. <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is, right? All right, so our first our first thing, we have to rate the episode. We rate this in the number of Tom Keene stab wounds. The more, the better. Not necessarily meaning that for poor Tom Keene. Rest uh, in peace. Uh, so let's rate the episode zero to ten, zero being the worst, ten being tops. What do you give the episode? Well, in an interesting turn of events, I thought this episode was really good from what we've had in the past. However, okay. I 
I'm still upset with the with the big term long end game story, but we don't have to talk about that because we're talking about this episode, right? This one that we just saw. Yes. Correct. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it seven point nine because I can't give it any. Wow, that's that's actually very generous of you. You're very tough when you come to uh, when it comes to rating this episode. So, um, and what makes it interesting for me is I give this episode a two. <laughs> we never and you know heard. me i uh I usually will give I don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of a seven or eight um I did not like this episode, and we'll get into that um but I give it a two i uh about three quarters of the way in I was like, yeah, uh, this is no good. I need more than this um is there you know because you're so hard at it, what give me something why? Why did you rate it so much higher this week than weeks past? All right. I'll tell you exactly why, because I've been thinking about this, and this is what I tried to allude to at least a second ago. I okay. decided that I can't watch a show like The Blacklist, because I saw that there was I – mean, I looked at some research and saw that there's 22 episodes this season, which I had no clue of. So we're nowhere near where we need to be for the finale. So we have a lot of filler in, involved. So Correct. with so much filler coming up, I said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about – the suitcase, what's in it, and I'm going to just gonna let everything come to me. I'm doing the podcast, so I'm watching the episode anyway, and I like the show, and I want to see what happens, and I don't mind the, you know, an hour a week is not that much out of my schedule to enjoy the show, and then another, you know, half an hour to 40 minutes for a podcast. I decided to enjoy the episode and let the episode play itself out and just not have expectations for it and not worry about the long-term end game. And okay. I got it. I got a 7.9. Okay. Well... I understand that we have episodes, a lot of episodes left. I know we have to do some filler kind of stuff. Um, this episode, aside from mm, maybe three minutes of stuff for me, total waste of my time. Total waste of everybody's time. Um, obviously, I know we have to tell the story of the arsonist and why we need to get the arsonist out of prison on parole. Because um, Reddington obviously always has an end game when he gets himself involved with somebody somehow that they've got to go after. Um, but for the most part, the story didn't need to be there for me. Uh, I, the whole thing. The only, the only saving grace in this episode for me was when he semi sort of kind of uh, came clean to Elizabeth. Uh, I think that was the only the only thing that we needed or really got out of this episode. And listen, everybody, you know, you're probably like, screw you, Jay. Uh, but I, I love the blacklist. Always give a good rating. This would be the worst rated episode I've probably ever given it. Probably ever will again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I was not impressed. I was not impressed. I saw a trailer. Um, what was I watching? I think the Brave the other night, there was a blacklist trailer either during it or before it or something. And uh, it made this episode look like it was going to be really good. So I don't know, maybe if the trailer was extra good and it got my hopes up and then I was disappointed, not impressed. Sorry, everybody. I know you don't like hearing that. All right. So second segment, something we always talk about who was the biggest impact player in the episode, not necessarily that they had the biggest scene or the, or, uh, you know, we saw the most of them, but necessarily what, what who had the biggest impact in the episode? Go. Um uh, this is a tough one. Impact <clears throat> impact. So I mean, I'm gonna I mean I, I think it was red. And I think 
that I learned a lot this episode from what the writers are trying to do, and maybe I'm looking too deep into it, or maybe I saw something you didn't, but I believe what we're looking at is a long game of chess between Liz and Red. And him being honest with her is just all part of the chess game. And I think him him getting that guy released in this episode, and I feel like each episode leading up to the season finale is now going to be each one of them put in little you know position in their chessboard, and they're both going for the same thing, the suitcase. But we found out today for totally different reasons. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, biggest impact for me, which obviously is going to be hard since I didn't rate it so highly. Uh, I, I'm a bit uh, our little uh, I computer hacker kid, 15 and a half, who just got his, what was it, learner's permit or driver's license. I'll give it to him because he was able to crack the code, kind of, to figure out what was going on with that thing. Um, and also, obviously, give them some information towards the end. So I have to give it to him. Um, just because somebody's got to get it. You know what I'm saying? Not I mean, yeah, he was on point. He was no. He was on point. Listen, I know you didn't like the episode, and I have, like I said, so much more in in depth knowledge of from what I'm seeing. Like even Red, Red brought that guy into play to get him released for his own purposes. So he played, he played the the crew again, the, the FBI group. So he's just he and, and Liz played him, and and they're calling each other out on stuff, and they're trying to change call audibles on the way they play their games. Yep. And they're they're figuring a lot of stuff out, and yet, like I said, it's getting you know for someone who's like, all right. I don't have an option, really. I'm going to sit here and watch this anyway. I mean, I would if I wasn't doing the podcast, but I pay more attention now. And I'm just going to enjoy the game and let it play out and see how, how strategic. And you know what? Maybe the writers are onto a long, slow burn, and they're going to hit a home run. Or maybe the fire is just I'm hoping. Know, dying out. You know, maybe it, maybe it is dying out. We don't know. But I hope not, and I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Last one. The biggest takeaway from the episode. Again, it doesn't have to be the biggest scene. Um, but what was your own personal biggest takeaway from the episode? And I'm going to go first this time because I'm going to break the rules a little bit and I'm going to change it to my biggest question. Um, so I guess it's kind of a takeaway, but my biggest question from the episode, we saw Elizabeth actually mention her daughter in this episode. I am shocked. I don't feel like, um, the child has been a big focal point for Liz. Um, obviously, her life is a little hectic, so I understand that, and I know she's on her revenge kind of mission, um, so I get that too. However, I was shocked to hear use that sort of as a way to entice Reddington to be more honest with her or to be more open with her. And so my my biggest question slash takeaway is, is she really itching to get back to her daughter? Or is she really just using that as a catalyst to hopefully pull at those heartstrings of Reddington to get him to do more of what she needs? You want me to answer that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, okay, it's easy. She is using real feelings about her daughter that she's holding back and repressing to manipulate Red and make Red believe that she's genuine and being honest to, to better her strategy and her chess game to help her achieve her goal at the end of the day. So not saying she doesn't have those feelings, 
But right now, if you know her mind, her mind isn't to catch Tom's killers. Her mind is to kill Tom's killers. And right, I know, I, but she that, sacrifice but, everything. Well, and see, that's the problem. If you're concerned about being an, uh, another day away from your daughter, I feel like that even though that you are on this path of vengeance, which... I have to admit, I would probably be on that same path if I were in her shoes. But you're taking a lot of risk and you're doing a lot of things that you don't normally do that. We're not talking about a day away from your daughter. You're talking about a lifetime away from your daughter. If you, um, so I, I, that's, well, I, I don't know about all this. What about you? Point? Please take away. No, go ahead. I got to bring ahead. one more point. Not everybody's a good parent. Uh, and you know what? I, I don't even want to say that she's a bad parent because... Neither do I. Listen. But I'm just saying not everybody has that, you know, my child first. Some people look at other priorities no, I first. Know. I, I, you know, and she's oh, looking I, at the yep. this thing first. And it's wrong, but she's doing it. And and to be honest, too, um, I, you can't really... Uh, again, I'm not like a child wel- welfare worker to have any... <laughs> you know, official business and speaking to this. But um, I think that even if um, some of her priorities are misplaced or um, she should be spending more time with child, regardless, um, she at least did the responsible thing in putting the child in a safe place with a responsible person. So the child is taken care of. So I don't think you could say she's a bad parent, maybe an absent parent, obviously, but I think you have to give her credit too, for at least, um, making sure that the child's welfare is good. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. All right. So your biggest takeaway, what you got? And I just want to say for the record, I give her all the credit in the world and I do not think she's a bad parent. So don't be like, ah, he said that. No, no. Okay. So my biggest takeaway from this episode is a hundred percent from if either the writers are writing this to be so obvious for the, for the viewers who want to know and crack the code instantly, or they just set it up to look like it's one thing to swerve it around at the end, which either way I'm pretty cool with. But the takeaway I got was, that the suitcase that is probably the real Raymond Reddington from the way he yeah. acted about it. He told Liz, I can't tell you my secret. And when he said that he was pretty serious, I mean, he, he sold me on it. I, if, if I wanted to know his secret and we were in person, me and him, me and Raymond Reddington, and he said it like that, I would be like, okay, cool, man. That's on you. Yeah. I, um, I, I think that's a good choice. I think that makes total sense. Uh, my only issue with that is Reddington never does anything uh, the way he's probably supposed to because <laughs> he's True. such a sneaky little bastard uh, that even his admitting to the secret and blah, 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 and even telling her straight to her face, listen, I can't even tell you. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I just, I mean, we've talked about the suitcase. We have a whole podcast about the suitcase that you go back and listen to um, <laughs> and the different theories that surround it. Uh, I Listen, you're probably right. I, I am leaning towards that is the real Raymond Reddington in that suitcase. Um, and then the next mystery will be figuring out who the hell is this Raymond Reddington. But, you know, you just, and I am team Reddington. You know, I love red. Red is my, when I grow up, I'm going to be Reddington. Huh. Um, I, I don't believe a word he says. Nope, 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 nope. There's not, there's more more to this than he's obviously letting on. 
All right, so that was our big three things. Um, anything else about the episode that really stuck out at you, or you were like, "Oh, I definitely got to talk about that when when we get on here afterwards." Yes, um, the cook. I I mean, it was they. It's hard to find a new way to put a side story, a filler story, so to speak, involved in the main story on these TV shows without having me want to like, you know, use the bathroom or go somewhere else. But, you know, being a sci-fi guy, even though it's not sci-fi, when you start seeing a big tub of goo and boiling stuff and, you know, you <laughs> right. want to know what's going on and you want to see it. You, yeah. see, you know, I'm a fire bug. So I see a fire, you know, I'm, I, I want to get on. You know, I go camping. I look at fireplaces. I know what fire is. So, you know, instantly it's, it's an eye catch. And I felt like they did a good job this episode of keeping me satisfied throughout the episode to where I said, you know, like I said, I enjoyed it. And I don't enjoy many episodes of The Blacklist because I'm always waiting for something better to happen. And this episode, I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait for anything better to happen. I'm going to enjoy it. And I did. And it got a good rating. And maybe I see now what our diehard fans see in these, in these um, groups that we talk to. Oh, see, look at that. All right, what about, um, what about wrestlers kind of uh, half confession, half feels guilty, half... That's a lot of halves. I guess I can't have another half. But what did you think about his little parole board speech? And kind of everybody deserves a second chance. Well, why do you think he said that? And do you think that the writers are that sophisticated to put a part where the guy who was um, going up for the parole was sitting there? And didn't he say that the, um, the lie was harder to live with? He was only set free when he told when he confessed? Yeah. And he has wrestler holding a lie. A big lie. And nobody a really big lie. <laughs> All right. I feel bad for and poor wrestling. And he got a second chance, so why would he campaign for somebody else to get a second chance? I know. We're seeing a, uh, a change of heart in Mr. Hard-Ass FBI agent, um, which I, I think will turn interesting. I'm hoping that we're kind of seeing that, not just because of the storyline that's unfolded so far, but... I wonder if we'll see some decisions he'll have to make towards the end of the season when it comes to that suitcase in Liz and Reddington and uh, whether or not this will affect his judgment where, you know, if these things had happened two seasons ago, it might have been hard and fast decision-making for him. Oh, I just thought of something on the fly. You want to hear it? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. Wrestler finds the suitcase. Reddington sees wrestler has it. Nobody else knows about it. And Raymond says, Reddington says, can I have the suitcase? You owe me a favor. Now what does wrestler do? Oh. oh. Especially one, right? if wrestler finds the answer in the suitcase and doesn't just have it. Mm, man, I think that's tough. Mm. I think that's the cliffhanger for the damn season finale, and then we're going to have to wait till next season to find out. Now, uh, that'd be interesting. But how does that's he acquire it? That is the season finale cliffhanger, and I want credit if it is. Yeah, right. Um, all right how about Ian Garvey showing up again? Happy to see um, him. Yes, because it means progress. Right. I think the same thing about that. Uh, now, do you think they, you know, they wrote the little, when they barged into the makeshift fake house, uh, they left a note, obviously, for Reddington saying, we know the truth. Do you think of they course. really know the truth, or do you think they just know something's going on with that, and this is going to get to them? 
Oh, I believe that was another confirmation of we know the truth. You are not the real Raymond Reddington. That's why we have the suitcase. If that was the case, though, let's say that's the case. Would they really be going after them to kill him? If he's not the real Raymond Reddington, wouldn't he have to leave him alone? I mean, he, I mean, he could leave him alone. Wouldn't make any difference. He could release that secret, right? Not really. Not if there's a lot of... We don't know what else could be involved in it. Maybe whatever's involved in it will appear in the next nine episodes <laughs> the season has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We got a long way to go. You, you, you know, and I'm terrible because I never... Because we're so many shows and we look at so many shows, I never, I never look farther than probably like five days ahead, maybe a total week if I'm lucky. Um, but I wonder how um, the Olympics are going to affect the scheduling of the show over the next six weeks. Um, um, I haven't looked. I hope, I hope there's no more hiccups in the schedule because um, we need to get to the end of this. I need to know what's going on. No, there's going to be hiccups in the schedule. All they, It might not be back for six weeks for all we know. It didn't have a date on the schedule when I looked up the dates to see how many episodes the season was. Well, listen, dude. Here's the deal. If I find out that I'm waiting six more weeks before we get into the other thing, uh, into getting all these answers and stuff, not only are we going to have to go on a ghost hunt, but we're going to have to go knock on NBC Universal's door because I don't have time for this. <laughs> Do you hear me, NBC? <laughs> I don't have time for this. Well, maybe we should go in the um. Maybe we should go visit NBC first before the ghost hunt because I don't know what kind of condition I'll be in. After. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. You might be right. And, All right, hold well, on. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 yeah. no. We did get another answer today that I want to bring up to our fans. I did bring it up in this podcast. I believe that 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 group um works for a GPS company, right? That's what they figured out. Uh, you mean Ian Garvey and team? Yes, wasn't they that the people? They don't work for a GPS company that get GPS enabled. Okay, well, what I thought when I saw that was that the guy's eye on his worker could have been a GPS installed yeah. in his brain. So, they, so he knows where his workers are at all times. That's why they're so scared of him and can't give up no information. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And, and, you know, speaking of that whole GPS thing, I'm glad that you brought that up. Liz has had this thing floating around for, I, I don't know, I don't know how many days it's actually been in the world of the blacklist, but she's been traveling with this bad boy and they're just now tracking him down. Like, why didn't we track him down when that eyeball started moving around when she first took it out of the guy? Yep. Interesting. Either that or obviously just means they've been tailing her or watching for a while and want to see how close she actually gets to whatever the truth may be. I don't know. Yeah, but now, perfect example. You just said that they're probably tailing her, right? I would have to assume. Okay, I mean, whether in person guys, or right? via computer. Yes, yes. Okay, so are, why wouldn't they just eliminate the problem? I don't know that Elizabeth is the problem. I think uh, obviously with whatever's in the suitcase is going to affect Liz. And I feel like 
besides it tearing down Raymond Reddington's empire and however the heck it's supposed to do that, I figure that Liz has to hold a piece to the success of whoever takes over this thing. So I don't know that they can just kill her. Yeah, I realized they were leaving her for death from the get-go, but at the same time, killed her instead of hurting her bad enough to be in a coma. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's she's a key to the puzzle, I think. Because for real, they had to been. I mean, they know where she is, or the eye is. Had long before they bust into the kid's house. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. A lot. Of, I, I I don't know. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's right. All right. So I guess we'll get ready to wrap this puppy up. Um, again, we are Some Shows, SomeShows.com. Make sure you check us out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, we will be back again next week after the next blacklist. Uh, something else to throw out there, too. Uh, with Some Shows, we're actually looking for more people to do some writing or podcasting or even some radio stuff. So if you're into TV and you love TV, you want to talk about TV, write about TV, whatever, um, check out the website. Shoot us a message. Let us know because we're always looking for more uh, cool TV people. All right, anything else about the blacklist before we um say our goodbyes? Um, not really. Just I look forward to seeing how the rest of this plays out and I guess we're gonna get, you know, bird fed a bunch of clues leading up to the suitcase, which I thought was gonna happen anyway. So right. it's kind of like I, I I don't know, I come from a place where when you look at something and you say this is what's gonna happen and then it happens, it's not the worst thing in the world and that's where I'm at right now with blacklist. Um also right. a quick point to what you were saying. Um, people who want to write or do podcast for so many shows, if you're nervous, don't be. And just hit up Jay or any one of us and just say, hey, listen, I'm nervous. I want to try this out. What, what's the first step? And, you know, see what you got. Yeah, don't know unless you try. All right, cool. Well, hey, another Blacklist podcast in the book. I promise next week I won't rate it a two, no matter what. Might be a one. And I promise I will not rate it a 7.9. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't see that very often. All right, well, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the Blacklist Podcast from So Many Shows, SoManeShows.com. I'm Jay. You're who? I'm Pete. Shout out to Tom. We're out of here. Good night, everybody. Later.